Right, so for episode number nine, I think, of the podcast at this point, we're welcoming Dervla, the great and powerful burn to the body. How are you, Darv? That's good. Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Not a bother. Uh, I wanted to actually just start off with, with a question with your name, Darvla. All right, because when I hear the name Dervla, I think it's going to be fairly simple to spell. It's going to just be six letters, D-E-V-D-R-V-L-A, and then it's going to be burned. So, you know, the usual, B-Y-R-N-E, all right? But you have, like, fathers, you've got a lot of I's in there. You have a whole different way of spelling Dervla Burn. So do you ever run into problems, like, with, like, passports or driver license or anything for having your name spelled that, in that way? Um, not really, no. I think the my first name is the Irish spelling. Um, when Mammy picked it, she wanted to make it something more complicated, I think, because there was no other Dervilles in Mohawk at the time. Yeah. Um, but no, I think when I was younger, I used to always get really offended because everyone used to spell it wrong, obviously, like when I was playing matches or whatever, the reports were always wrong. Um, I used to get kind of annoyed, but kind of get over that, you know, as I got older. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the match reports, of course. But sure, now you're... You're a mobile superstar, like sure everybody gets your name right in the show. Yeah, honest about it now, exactly. But um what was I gonna say? Yeah, see I'm just saying like sort of honor amongst thieves, because Donica Colligan, while most people have a decent idea how to spell Donica, like might put a D H at the end of whatever. There'll be a lot of people going in there with the D O N I C A and this kind of thing. Oh, God. You know? I've never heard of anyone spelling it like that before. Any. And even when I just said Don, a lot of people would be going for, oh, Don, D-A-W-N. <laughs> so, so I, I feel yeah. But also, I think you might be the first person that actually that has a Wikipedia page that's after coming on the body. So I have a Wikipedia page, do I? You have a Wikipedia page, yeah, because I looked you up there. I just typed your name to Google. Um, oh, just to see if there's any juicy bits of info that I could bring up here and see how he reacted. <laughs> and yeah. yeah, funny enough, I found a Wikipedia page. Do you want me to pull it up, actually? Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Let's go through it. Let's do a bit of screen sharing. Yeah. Oh, sugar. Screen share. Share. There we are. Durville Burn, Wikipedia. <laughs> I was like, this could be a different Durville. But then I said... Then it says, Derby Byrne is an Irish dual code footballer from Mohill in County Leitrim. <laughs> dual code, that's gas. Well, it's dual code. Does that normally, not normally reference like hurling and football? That's what I would have thought, yeah. Um, that's funny. So, yeah. Born the 5th of August, 1998. Do you not create this, Derby? I think you might create this. No, I did not. But sure, how, how did I know that exact date, like? Like that's let's not pretend that you're I don't know. Some that that's that's you know common information in Ireland that they double burn was was born, but somehow they, they have it. I don't know. I wonder who they created. Maybe it was um from like they could have done them for the cup final or something. Oh yeah, something like that. But, um, that's cool. Club career. 2015 okay. elevated from Shelburne's youth team. So, oh, when you were playing for Shelburne, for the U team, did you have to, like, travel down trains still? And... Yeah. I've been going up and down to Dublin for training for the last 
like eight years or something maybe. So obviously at that stage you were like being driven by mommy or daddy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, I started going up in second year in school, I think, or third year. So like mom would pick me up from school. Well, most of the time training wasn't until seven or eight. So I'd come home, get dinner, hop into the car, always training, get home late, go to bed, go to school the next day. How many days a week? Um, well, normally I would have went to training like twice a week and then you'd have your match at the weekend then. So, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's no, a big old commitment. So that's three times no, a week. And were you getting any, like, you know, were they covering expenses or anything? No. So it was literally just on you to get, get down from Mohill three times a week. That's some commitment. Yeah, well, like, if I wanted to play, it's, it's what I had to do, like, so. Well, not what I had to do, but what my parents had to do. <laughs> Yeah, was Keith playing or anything at that stage? He was playing for a while, yeah. When we um, when I went up to Dublin, he went up as well at the same time. So uh, I think it worked out for the first year or two. We were both like training the same night. So Mammy had dropped me a training and then bring him to training, wait for him, pick him up, and then come back and get me and then go home. <laughs> ah, stop. Fair play to her. Yeah. Gas. That's some going. But what age was he then at that stage? Well, he's a year older than me, so I don't know. I was like 14, he would be 15. 14 or 15. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So did he did he start training at the same time then? Or like, how did he get scouted? Um, I don't remember. It must have been from... Because he played at home here, obviously. And then he would have played in the Kennedy Cup and stuff. What age is the Kennedy Cup? That's it's younger, about... isn't it? It's about 15 or 16. 16, I think. So maybe, maybe it was from that or something. Um, or else it was like playing, like, you know, you have them interleague competitions, so he could have played with the Longford League, maybe, and then he got kind of brought up to Dublin from that, I think. But if you, would you, would he have been able to say, I know he became a professional soccer player for a brief period, didn't he? He did. Yeah. <laughs> Who was he playing with? Yeah, but Longford. He was playing with Longford Town for a while because um, he was playing up in Dublin. He played with Joey's and then I think Longford Town got on to him and that was around, he was probably in fifth year or leaving cert or something so he came back down and he played with them for, well, he played with the 19s first I think and then he played with the, the seniors. He was, yeah, he played with the seniors for a year or two and then he quit. And like, did he get paid much? Um, not a whole pile. Um. He didn't. He he got a few games here and there, and then like. Oh, you only get paid for games. You don't get a weekly thing. Then. Oh, sorry. No, he got. I thought you said he get played much. Um, paid much. Well, he got paid by week, I think, but it wasn't. It wasn't very much, like, because he was only young. Like, I don't know what the long repairs be on now, but I can't imagine it's it's a hat of money anyway. But how can you? He didn't stick with it. Like, that's that's like the um, thing for every young lad to become a professional soccer player. Yeah! 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 He was playing um, with Mohal, obviously, in the Gaz as well. And I think there was a clash or something. There was a county final and there was, I don't know, long for training or something. And after that, he just went with the guy. I think then they won They won the county final then. So he kind of just stuck with it. That's mad. So if Longford <laughs> had won a couple more games and maybe the guy hadn't won as well, we could have keep our professional yeah. soccer player yeah. playing, say, with in the championship but I don't know who's who, who's like 
and not that good team in the championship. I'm trying to think. In England, like yeah, in England, yeah. Oh, I don't clue. Um... Yes, you do. <laughs> you know all the teams in the championship. I can't well, think of the championship. A Reading, a Reading, yeah, Reading West are probably good. But West Brom are good. West, 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 Brom, West Brom were in the Premier League for a long time. Yeah, yeah he could be, but um, yeah, here we are, a Leitrim GA player instead. But do you get anything then for going up and down? I know you're you're still with P Mount there at the minute. No, unfortunately not. Um. But again, like it's it's my choice, like so. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want to play, but and like obviously, like obviously, the last four years I was in college in Dublin, so I wasn't a thing of traveling up and down. It was a thing of traveling twenty minutes from UCD out Piedmont, like so. It's just the way things have worked out that I'm at home this year. So, and then no, just, none of the girls, surely some of the girls get paid. No, not in Piedmont anyway. Um, we're trying it. to get like definitely Roach is definitely getting a couple of euro. Definitely is. <laughs> there, like, there's been talk for so long about the league going professional and stuff, but um, yeah, it's it's not going to happen anyway in the near future. But well, is there, there is one team getting paid? Wasn't there like Cork City or something? Um, I don't think so. No, I think there was uh, there was something at the start of the year that one of the teams were going bringing in expenses. I think that was Bowles, maybe. Yeah. Um, but again, they have a massive men's structure behind them, so it's not like. In Pima, we'll say the women's team is our is our main team, and then you've all the underage boys and girls. But like bowls over there, like they have a massive structure already in place. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I assume they have the funds for it. Like, but Air Tristy are after coming in uh, this year as a our our main sponsor as well. So they're sponsoring the the men's league and the women's league. So hopefully that'll see a bit more funding going into things. The men's league, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's kind of funny, like because. Women's teams, they have to either have, like, as you say, a men's team across all sports, either like the men, you know, bringing them up. And, you know, sort of the women are always the lost, the lost leader. And are, yeah. Or, as you say, have some big sponsorships. But there's not really many clubs that are just able to get by off, or like, you know, women's teams in sports in general that are able to pay themselves off of viewership. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I suppose like, like, women's sport just doesn't bring enough revenue in. Like, even say for our games, you know, there's only ever a handful of people at the games. So then, when when COVID restrictions and everything came in, and the games are behind closed doors, that was no real difference to us. Because <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no one really at the games anyway. So yeah. Um. But the fu- the funny thing is, like, from where I'm sitting, I see a lot of you know women and media they're coming out against like oh women should be paid more women should be getting the same amount as men because they put in as much effort and they train as much and this kind of thing but I always wonder like if I always think if the women are to be paid as much as the men they need to be bringing in as much as the men and the only way that's going to happen is if women who aren't soccer players, like who aren't, who are just regular women, start going to say the P-Mount matches. Yeah, are yeah. Okay. Start buying tickets. Like say, I might, well not that I do, but if I was into soccer, <laughs> I'd go to, to some, you know, I might go to a Bohemians match say. You know? Yeah, I know, I get you. 
I not. mean, it makes sense like, because, you know, you need money to run the thing. So, like, the lads are getting out of what they put into it as such. And then I suppose it just so happens that, I don't know, whether, like, people start saying then about the standard and stuff. And, like, obviously the standard is going to be higher in a men's game, so more people will watch it and everything. But, but oh, like I said, if... What were you going to say? I Go think you'd be surprised. You know, Brendan and myself, we were watching a men's game there. This is like two years ago, the last time I watched Nine League of Ireland, which is a horrible thing to say because it's great yeah. to have like the local teams and local clubs and whatnot. But anyway, we're watching this game between, I think it could have been the Hoops and... Oh, Robert. Yeah, and Bohemians as well. Or it, maybe it was like, I don't know who it was, but they yeah. were... Putrid. They were terrible. Like we, we were just looking at them and we were laughing. We, yeah. were, we were just laughing about how bad they were. Now maybe like that was a bad display, and obviously they're a hundred times better than either of us could ever hope to be. Mm. But we were just so bad. Whereas when I turned over to the women's game, obviously you're not as strong or as that you know as fast, or you can't keep the ball as far. But technically, the women didn't seem that much worse. So. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I don't even know what else to say on that. Well, that's just my take as a guy who doesn't watch soccer that much. Though. Yeah, see, you like that's the thing. You probably like you, as you said, you tune into one game, like, and then you're kind of basing your your whole perception of men's football in Ireland off that one game. So it's hard to know, but like, yeah, oh, exactly. Like, as in, I got the second half of your game against. Uh, Cork. against Cork yeah the, the cup final yeah. and for me like at this point I'm now an expert on women's soccer in general <laughs> I sit, I sat there yeah. for 45 minutes I watched every minute and my only question actually is why how, how come Stephanie Roach isn't considered the same as your Ronaldo's your Messi's I tuned in I think she scored three goals in that that second half or no, yeah. maybe it was two, but there were two nice goals. Two, yeah, two, yeah. It's a good point, like, um, yeah, but that's, like, that's one game in the whole year that's that's televised. That's, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> that's one game that everyone gets to see. I'm just saying, like, as in, if I go to prison, I'd never seen any news, and that was the first thing I saw, I'd be like, oh, I guess, I guess she's the, the world's best player now, you know? Yeah. Get RTE to all our games and I'm so next year. <laughs> yeah, back about it. So I, I, you're going to play next year, are you? Am I going to play next year? Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't I? Well, you're doing the GAMSAT. So if you get the GAMSAT and you start studying medicine, at a certain point, you're not thinking there won't be enough hours in the day. Um, perhaps. But we'll worry about that when that comes. Yeah, I'm sure I'll find time for it all somehow. Which which should be first to go, P mount or medicine? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll we'll, yeah, we'll jump that bridge when we get to it. Exactly. <laughs> I've managed it all up to now, so yeah. Don't worry about that for the minute. Okay, now I have more questions. You know, Darv, you can you can throw a question back to me or something like I'm. I'm doing all the heavy lifting here. Go. What? 
You keep going. You're doing good. You keep going. I want you to ask me some questions so I can give my take. Even though people are tuning in for you, I want to be able to say my piece. Okay. You give me your next question and I'll, I'll think of something for you then. I didn't know I was I was the one running the podcast, but anyway. Uh, today we're both <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I've got, look, I've done my part. I've got my new mic. I've got my my camera. I've, I've remembered to hit record. You know, I'm doing it all here. You sure you've hit record now? Yeah, I actually wasn't sure for a second. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah I can see it. So yeah, I, I'm I'm carrying this podcast on my back, but as you should, your podcast. I wrote down I wrote down four questions just so I'd be prepared. Um, good. So I, I had a section about your name. I think we covered that. Yeah, we covered that well. I think more Irish name version of Darvla. So yeah. Um, yeah. Enough support for women's sport. Yeah, we got we got through that. And yep. how much do you get paid? That was actually a very a very <laughs> cross question. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have written that oh, down, but, but it's there. Yeah. yeah. Oh well. So, um, tell Don't me, Donica, um, when the COVID restrictions lift, do you think you'll find yourself attending any women's soccer or any women's sports events in the future? Yeah, I was actually I would went up to that one in Port Leash if. I wasn't doing anything that day, you know, if I wasn't busy, yeah. but it didn't turn out that way. And I also, I didn't know if um, we'd be let in. Yeah, I know. Everything's behind closed doors at the minute. So, um, but then like, I don't know when, like there's nothing else. We're pretty much the only thing that's going ahead in Ireland at the minute. Uh, the men's and the women's soccer. And then obviously like bits of athletics and stuff, but I don't know when anything will be allowed open up fully again even if the GA starts again it's probably going to be behind closed doors again for a while so I mean hopefully by the cup final next December <laughs> if we make so. it but what, what's crazy is that there's still people over 85 here in Ireland getting vaccinated whereas well, I know, yeah. if you look over there to UK there's like not necessarily people our age but yeah. young, youngish people and they're getting vaccinated so I know, yeah. I wonder how we're so far behind. What? I don't know. It's, it just doesn't make sense because, like, they've had nearly... So this whole thing started a year ago in Ireland anyway, like, and they knew there was a point going to come where a vaccination would be made and everyone would have to be vaccinated. Like, yet they didn't have any sort of a concrete plan in place. So, like, even they got some of the doses of the vaccine before Christmas, they weren't ready to start giving it out. And that made no sense because they lost two or three weeks there. Like, they could have got... A certain group vaccinated before Christmas, then the next doses, yeah. and they would have got them done out of the way. Like, but I seen today that they they've already fallen behind their their hundred thousand a week like target for last week. Yeah. So like, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense. If a hundred thousand a week. That was their target. Yeah, a hundred thousand. I didn't vaccines. hear that now. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't know where I'm they, seen it on or something. But it just yeah, it doesn't really make sense because we are such a small. I know four and a half million or five million it's a lot of people but like in comparison to other countries we're, we're tiny like so there's no reason why we shouldn't have a lot more people vaccinated and be on our way back to yeah humanity. I think what you're trying to say and I agree with you is that Michal Martin is a bum <laughs> he doesn't know how to run a country I mean 
not that necessarily anyone does know how to run a country, but he knows the least of all the, the available candidates how to run yeah. a country properly. But I don't know. They, they just didn't do a good job, I suppose, securing enough vaccines and then they didn't no. do a good job with distribution. I mean, like, if you can't get the vaccines, that's one thing, but definitely being able to distribute them shouldn't be a problem. Because yeah, we have, like, a, have a good health service. And then when they get them in, like, they need to get them out just as quick. And then, like, I know there was cases where, I remember there was a hospital, I think it was the Coombe in Dublin or whatever, where a doctor, like, called his own family members in and got them vaccinated. And then, like, I don't know, I think there was only a couple of spare doses or something. So, like, the the vaccines, once they come out with the storage, they only have, like, a shelf life of four hours or something. So they obviously didn't have things planned out enough. They didn't have enough people penciled in or whether people didn't turn up or what, I don't know. So then he rang his family members and like told them to get into the hospital and that there was a vaccine there for them, which I think was fair enough. Like you don't want to be throwing the vaccine out and wasting it. Um, it was wrong that they didn't have a plan, but then he was getting in trouble for doing that. Like, I think, I think that was, it was good. Like he reacted on instinct and at the end of the day, like there was no point throwing the vaccines out, but it just begs the question again, where's the planning? Um, yeah, 100%. Really I'm, actually, I'm trying to look it up here at the minute. So I have the Irish Times. I'll pull this up on the... What's that? Is there an article there on it? There's an article. I'm going to pull it up and let's read it together. Let's read it together. Let me see. Okay, Irish Times. I'm just going to go ahead and accept that. Oh, there, yeah. What's that? No, I was going to say 16. I knew it was 16 people. Like, you've got that medicine brain. You retain information at a high rate. I, 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 you know... I rate that. Okay, two children of... I'm going to zoom this in a little bit. It's a little bit far out, don't you think? No, I can see it. It's okay. Okay, maybe your eyes are better than mine. Actually, no, it is. I'm three, I'm three feet away from the, 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 the laptop away. here at the minute. What? You're further away. That's okay. But it's not my eyes. I'm just further away. Two children of Master of Coombe Maternity Hospital understood to be among those vaccinated. Children, like children are the least people who need it. I know, yeah. Anyone. But still, like, at least the vaccine weren't wasted. That's the other side of it. Okay. Let's get the facts here, Darrell, before you start throwing out your <laughs> opinions left and right. Hmm. Michael O'Connell, the hospital manager, said he now regrets the relatives of hospital employees who were vaccinated with doses left over on Friday, January the 8th after more than 1,100 doses were given to frontline staff, GPs, and local community health workers. Okay, so that was January 8th, so it was even more of an issue then, like, where a lot of people who were vulnerable hadn't been vaccinated. Hadn't even got it at that stage, I suppose, yeah. Mm. Made every effort. In hindsight, is a master of even regret. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Prioritization. Damn, just give me the information. I want to see. Okay, it does not include family members of healthcare workers. Oh, they, yeah, the strategy, yeah. To ensure family were not wasted. Okay, okay, they were administered family members to ensure they were not wasted. It's disgraceful that the master of the hospital arranged for his children to get the vaccine. I mean, yeah, I agree with your take. Like, if they're going to be wasted, give them the... Yeah, yeah, 100%. Hmm. 
we probably won't, I don't know when we'll even get vaccinated. Probably like August or September at this rate. Even that's a bit ambitious, I'd say. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Like we're most definitely the, the last but last get vaccinated. That's their, that's their plan without, without even vaccinating children, isn't it? How do they you haven't mean? even looked at Like, so we're out of it. We're, what, 20, 21, 22? Like, remember their, the plan that they said that they'd hope to have? Okay, well, I'm, I'm 22. You're, not, you're 23, you know? No, I'm 22. When's your birthday? August. Oh, as the Wikipedia said, I should just look through Wikipedia. Yeah. <laughs> That's mad. Did you, do, um, you didn't do TY then, obviously. I didn't okay. do it. Okay. I, I was going to do it, and then I was all, I was all, uh, all for it, and then I don't know. I just changed my mind because they don't really do that in our school anyway. There's no like trips away or no events really. It's just it's kind of shitty, yeah. But then did most? Why did people, you not do it? Did most of the people in your year end up doing it? No, there's only a few. Um, I think there's only like twenty something in the class altogether. There's only 20 something in your whole year. No, no that's on TY. Okay. Yeah, well, no, yeah. I don't know. I didn't do it because I thought it was a bit of a waste also. But then in hindsight, like I was quite young going to college. So I was 17 when I went to college. And I didn't turn 18 until January. You know, college only lasts till about May. Like, so I was only able to... I only had ID for four months the first year. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, that's the way it was. But I don't yeah. know, maybe a bit more maturity wouldn't be any harm. So maybe it's not a bad thing from that perspective. Yeah, it's good for some people, I suppose. But um, I just felt that if I'd done it and didn't do any like work for the whole year, I wouldn't get back into it in fifth year or whatever. Do you know if you, if yeah. you don't do any... Like, yeah. I think in our school, they do a bit of maths and English and stuff, but like... I just yes. felt I needed to keep going. Same as ours, but what I did was I treated fifth year as my TY. Nice. So I didn't do any study at all during fifth year. And then when it came to sixth year, I started doing study. And then when it came to Christmas sixth year, I did a lot of study. But yeah, I had a nice little break in fifth year. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well learned. What what, what, what what subject were we on before we got derailed by that vaccine? Oh, yeah. We won't get oh, vaccinated ages. for a while. Yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. Um, I do hope the festivals can go ahead this year. That's the one thing that I'm about. You're holding on to that hope, are you? Look, EP comes oh. around in September. All I'm saying oh, is... Oh. I'd say it'd be a long shot. Let's get it. It'll be a long shot because... So we're going to be in lockdown now until May, probably. Didn't he say May that? Well, it's supposed Did to be April May? 5th, but like, it was April 5th, but they're going to extend it until the 5th of May because he leaked that in a, a newspaper interview or something. That was so that was Leo Varadkar that leaked it, wasn't it? Yeah. So if we start opening up from the 5th of May, um, say, we, say we go down to level four maybe for the rest of May or whatever, maybe get into level three end of June. Like We'll probably have a bit of summer, June, July, August. You'd imagine... Okay. The same summer... Go ahead. You'd imagine like a similar thing will happen to last year then when everyone kind of goes mad over the summer and then cases are going to probably get high again around September and we might be locked up again by then because everyone won't be vaccinated. There'll only be, if everyone, like there might be, I don't know, 
but no one's everyone's not going to have their two doses anyway. The herd immunity isn't going to be there. And then the kids are all going to go back to school again. And yeah, it's just hard to see. Yeah, 100%. The thing about the summer is that although people are interacting more, it doesn't seem like it spreads as much because they're outside. Yeah. I don't know, I suppose the temperature yeah, suppose. is a bit higher. There's a couple of factors that it just doesn't spread, whereas during the winter, obviously cases went mad. But I think, yeah. remember, we had fairly low cases. We were getting about 20, 30 cases a day coming up to Christmas. And then everybody mm. said, or the government said, let's have a good Christmas. Pubs yeah. opened up. Everybody went, we just had their normal Christmas. And ever mm-hmm. since then, there's been thousands of cases per day and there's been tens of deaths per day. So I think yeah. if I hadn't went ahead, we would have been fine, but that's sort of where the mess you know, I think the, the travel was more the bigger problem at Christmas, I felt anyway. Um, I know there's like... Obviously, the pubs were a problem as well, but then there was a certain amount of pubs and restaurants that were by the book, like, and they were doing it properly. So then, of course, you would have certain ones down the countryside that will have, they won't be following any, any, of the, any of the guidelines. But there was thousands of people through. I mean, Dublin airport. my uncle's pub tower. Three, three or four weeks in December. You're after freezing me there, Darvis, but I was going to say that the Tara, my uncle's pub, they were really... What are you saying, sorry? The Tara, my uncle's pub, they were really concerned with doing things properly, as you say, and, and you know, abiding to the regulations. But yeah. definitely I saw a lot of pubs where that wasn't the case. And yeah. you can imagine where it's spread there. But you were saying the airport. You were saying something about the... the yeah. The... So there was thousands of people, like, people were advised not to come home for Christmas. And if you did, like, do your two weeks or whatever. Um, and so, like, even then when, when, say, all the flights from England were cancelled, all these people were saying they were stuck over in the airport in Heathrow, yes. If they were coming home to do their quarantine, they should have been long home. They shouldn't have been travelling on the 23rd, the 24th of, of December. Mm-hmm. And saying that, like, myself and Michelle were up in Dublin, um, I think it was around that time, maybe around the 20th or the 21st. And we were on the train, like, coming, coming back down. And there's a girl who gets in one of the two or three of the seats down from us, like, and she's on the phone and she's so arrogant. And she's there telling her, um, whoever she's talking to on the phone, that yeah, she was just after getting, getting in, into the airport last night, got her taxi into town, um, or stayed with someone last night, got her taxi back into town. And then she's sitting on a train down the country, down to Sligo or whatever. That just like, I couldn't believe it. Like, oh my she's goodness. She's so arrogant about it. And she was shouting it down the train and you're thinking, what is she doing? So she's already travelled. She stood in Heathrow Airport last night for four or five hours waiting for a flight with thousands of people with this new variant in England or whatever. She's, she's flown home. She's interacted with loads of people in Dublin Airport. She stayed at someone else's house last night and she got a taxi into town. So the amount of people she's potentially infected to come home for her Christmas dinner, to infect her family, to go back and do the whole thing again like, that just doesn't make sense on you. And I'm sure there was lots of other people that done it too. Yeah, that's that's crazy. There's just not enough fear about the coronavirus at this point. Like, remember the no, early start, there was that story of this lad came home from England, I think. 
and his owl lad, who was from Longford or Leitrim, it could have been Longford, <laughs> went down with the pals trailer to Ivor Williams and put him in the back, <laughs> which was the, no, the correct thing to do and told him to stay, yeah, yeah. stay in the shed there for two or three weeks and then, then come talk to us. But yeah, yeah. Like at that point, that's why everything was been kept under control because we had a bit of fear. If we had that same level of fear yeah. now, there wouldn't be, Definitely. yeah, anything like what's happening. Yeah, I think people are just getting kind of fed up as well now, though. Um, I think it's. What even did you see? Go on. Did you see in, in Limerick last night? There was a big street party or something, and like there was how like I don't know hundreds of young people there as well. But I suppose young people probably young people definitely don't have the same fear elements. But then like. You don't want to bring it home to your your parents or your grandparents or whatever who probably are more vulnerable. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I definitely don't want it anyway. Like, I haven't seen anybody but my family, really, for the last two weeks. So, yeah, I'm going hard. Yeah. But, yeah, I think I just say it's, it's a, a mixture of a lack of fear and too much stupidity. I think yeah. in circumstances of these, you see a lot of people come out who aren't that intelligent. Like those people mm. who were, who were um, going and fighting with the guards in big yeah. groups, which is fine. Like I'm sure some of them were perfectly intelligent people, but some of the yeah. interviews that I saw and that I read in the paper, and they were talking about just all these conspiracies with the with the government, as in they're like, oh, the government has all these these dead babies. And they're burying them under the new children's hospital, and we're trying to stop that. And I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I don't know where they, how they come up with these things, but then again, like you have, you have to think like, I like throughout this, I have a good family network, and then I have my sport, like so I don't mind what, like I don't mind the restrictions. And and do you remember big into going out anyway either? Like. No, so like I'm happy enough. Like, um, you have your farm and you have your family as well. Like so to an extent it doesn't really affect you as much either whereas you would kind of feel sorry for people that don't have a good network around them because it probably is very isolating for them and, so, and stuff so I don't know there's a lot of different angles you need to look at it from as well you know oh I'm not saying that's not difficult for people oh yeah no I know I know for sure like the difficult thing but at the same time you have to just think that being alive mean... is <laughs> what's that? Like being alive and healthy is, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah. And there's better ways to express your frustration with what's yeah. happening than to go out and try and launch fireworks at the guards. You know? I think they have him, they have your man in custody, I think, anyway. Well, that's what I read earlier. Look, tell you the truth, Robert, I'm, I'm, I'm on the mic here. I'm, we're broadcasting this. I'm not broadcasting, I'm going to download and upload it there. But I haven't seen the news in about three weeks. I don't have television here. Yeah. My only source of news is our Wall Street bets and the occasional read of the Farmer's Journal. That's the only, like, my only interaction with the outside world. You know what I mean? Read the Farmer's it's... Journal. Well, what's that? You read the Farmer's Journal? Uh, I do bits, yeah. A little bit, yeah. Nice. I mean... Anything interesting? Let me see. Anything inter- oh, look, you've been the interviewer now, is that it? Um, yeah. been the little host... Derbla, the host burn. Yeah, so she paid seven euro a kilo there this week, which is 
crazy. She prices are so high, which I don't know it's it's great to see. And then cattle prices are so low. Cattle are about three eighty kilo, so they're nearly half the price of sheep. Jesus. In the factories, yeah. You want to get into the sheep now? Someone said. I was going to get into the sheep. sheep. I was trying to get into the sheep this time last year, and yeah, I just. Yeah, obviously I should have, but I didn't pull the trigger, so. Did you ever have sheep? When I was really little, when I was out five, we had sheep, and then I got rid of them. Just, there was just too, too much work on them for what I remember we had, them. like, we had five or six one. Like, Daddy had them years ago when we were, like, tiny, but a few years ago he got five or six or something. And then they obviously had lambs, so we had about, like, 12 or 13 of them running around. But they were, like you said, they were just so hard managed. You'd be out chasing them and, oh. Get nowhere with them. You're fit though. End up losing. <laughs> but, That's funny. Yeah, I got a sheep actually off my uncle for my communion. So I was seven, eight years old and I got this yo and she had one lamb, put her down in the field, which was grand. I used to bring her meal every day for the five days that I had her. And then one day she wasn't there. Obviously she went off with some other sheep. Or no, she broke, oh, no. broke out and went, went on an adventure. And we looked yeah. all over the place and she was nowhere to be found. Oh, that's sad. And I've never had sheep since. Yeah. Scared. You made a nice little uh, dollar out of that as well for your communion. Like, I would have. Yeah. Well, I suppose, probably, yeah, at the time she probably wore 120 or whatever they were, maybe 150 or for I you. Mean, it's, it's more money than I would have got off my uncle's for my communion. <laughs> Oh, definitely. That was my godfather, actually. Nice. He never really gave me anything since, but which is fair enough. <laughs> I mean, he gave me one sheep and essentially, yeah. so can't blame him. Oh, well, you can't win them all. But anyway, Dervla, while we're not on the subject at all, I wanted to bring up your goal of the year. So remember there, goal. three, four months ago, you... We're bringing the ball up along the left wing. Don't know who it was against. You, you, you cut him the right, took a little touch, and then bang, into the left-hand corner. <laughs> into the right-hand corner, trickled in from the edge of the box. And, and the goalkeeper yeah. could do nothing but try and dive after, actually, but also helplessly look on. Yeah. Um, I think that was the cup semi-final against Wexford, I believe. But yeah, just... Yeah, I, cut in. I never cut in. I always go to the end line, but um, I cut in that day and it literally trickled into the corner. Our striker uh, slid in to try and get a touch on it and she missed it. I think that put the keeper off. And all, oh, all that well, I so, yeah. I'm trying to pull it up here, but it's clearly not famous enough. No, you won't be able to find it. Hmm. Ah, look, it is what it is. But I do. I have found an entry over here, so I'm gonna pull that up just for the lols. Oh God! Don't. It's happening. <laughs> what is it? There's Dervla after the <laughs> LGFA IOC final. Mohill three oh seven. Drum hair. Oh my God! One oh three. Take that off, Don. Looking good there. Oh my God! That's awful. What's going on with your man in the back with the with the green hair? Oh, he comes to, um, he was from, he's from Mohol originally, 
but he's like lived in Cavan or whatever for years. And then when we were in the county final in 17, he just appeared. Uh, we'd never even seen him before and he appeared in the screen, the screen wig and it's come to every mobile final since. Oh, just the finals. Him. He doesn't go to the matches. Like well, he, go, he, goes, he goes to the, the group, he goes to the other games or whatever, but the green wig always comes out for the finals anyway. Have you ever spoken to him? Oh yeah, I know, I know. Like, I know, we all know him. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. We know him now. We know him now, but no, he's a fucking plague. Um, ah, stop. <laughs> we know him now, but we didn't back then. That's crazy. I might start doing that. Do. What, what's the Raffinity colours, actually? Um, so it's it's green and... Not that dissimilar to yours, actually. It's, it's green and yellow. So you have the white, we have the yellow. Nice. Nice jerseys, like very nice jerseys. People always mistaken for the, the Kerry jerseys. Oh really? Oh, that's nice. Well, that's but like when I was when I when I used to be up in Dublin and I just occasionally wear the Rasfilly, you know, right. train top or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh he's from Dublin or he's from Kerry. Yeah. Interesting, yeah. Oh so, yeah, that, that kind of took me into my sales. I was hoping I could put up the your goal and we could break it down here for the audience. I do um, no, I'll, I'll try and pull it up. I'll try and pull it up. Give me some search terms. Well, I might be able to get it for you. Hold on a second. Oh, so you probably have it on your, not your, your phone or whatever. I might have it here on the WhatsApp, won't I? Oh, the WhatsApp. Well, like the, the team WhatsApp or whatever. Oh, we're getting, we're getting high tech now. Yeah, if it's, oh no, that's, hold on. Um, it really is. It's a pretty shitty goal, but it's it's a what won the game, so it's a pretty shitty goal. It's not really worth finding. The decisive cracker of a goal, though. Let's not talk down about your goal. <laughs> oh, it's it, far from it exactly what it is. Um. <clears throat> so anyway, while you're there looking on your WhatsApp, I'm just going to bring the viewers through my new setup. So as you can see, I've got the camera up top. Um, it's a new camera on real PhD in it and whatnot. You know, can see can see all of what's happening. I'm just going to show you real quick. This is for the viewers, though. It's not for you. I know what, that's okay. We're what my last camera was like. So I'm going to switch to it there now, and that's me with my old camera. Now I'll switch back to the HD. Okay, and I'm just going to show you my little microphone setup as well. So this was an old lamp. So I, it was just a little, you know, bedside lamp or whatever. So I took the, took the lamp out, it was broken, and I put the microphone up top. So it works perfectly as a boom mic now. So I can just lean into it here and get that good sound quality, you know, you know yourself. So currently, I'm waiting on Dervla to. I think we have it here. Pull up a goal, and I think she might have it. How do I share my screen then? So it says, okay. Oh yeah, share screen. Um, you just click that share screen button, Derv. Host disabled attendee screen sharing. Okay, I'm gonna have to sort that. Okay, it's right there now. As you can see, this is an unprofessional podcast. So uh, don't judge too harshly. 
What's that? Can you see anything yet? Nope. Um... Okay, we're back. And we got Darbra's goal. It's coming up here. Let's see if she breaks it down. Oh, you can break it down. Okay. I'll play it. Let's play. That's pretty choppy. So we've got about 10 frames per second here at the minute. Darbra, she's coming real quick. I think this could be sped up. And she just swings at it. Striker slides in. It trickles into the bottom corner. And then she does the, the airplane. <laughs> Big celebration. Yeah, so there you have it. Is this like a collection of pictures or is this the video? No, oh, it's the video. Is it not playing properly? It, it, it kind of seems like a slideshow almost at the frame rate right, right, it's coming over at. Playing like a video for me. Oh, is it? Maybe it's just because you're screen sharing. Okay, she's coming down the left wing. Boom, boom, boom. Does it? Does it? Oh, she swings in with the left foot. That's not unorthodox. Anna comes. Oh, the right foot. No, no, you, you turned in with the left foot, didn't you? Oh, sorry, yeah. Did that play like a video there, or did it play yeah, like it did, Yeah, yeah. Will, you, will you go back one more time? I want to hear your thoughts here. So what's going, what's going through your head? What's going through my head? When you um, get this ball. Okay, so now you're see, on I the ball. Okay, pause. I normally, I normally always go like to the end line, so I just try and knock it by the player and go to the end line. And I don't really know why I didn't do that, but yeah, I just kind of just turned inside. And swung a boot at it. I don't know whether I was crossing or whether I was shooting or not, but <laughs> it all worked out anyway. Powerful from outside the box. You don't you normally don't see girls score from that far out, so that's super impressive. I'd say in my mind I was probably uh, aiming for that top far right corner, you know, string mm. it from the edge of the box, but uh, didn't really take flight at all. You saw your name <laughs> in the lights, and it worked out. <laughs> I shanked it, and it just about worked out. No, that was a, oh, yeah. that's a good strike. It's an accurate strike, which is the most important thing, I suppose. Like even if the goalkeeper had got to that, I, yeah. Well, actually, will you go back? Go back again there one more time. I was just going to make an observation. Okay. So. Okay, so who's the, the striker that slides for that? Um, that would be Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor. Okay, so. Bring it back across. Okay, now Elner. Elner, as the ball is coming in, she's looking at it and she goes to to slide in after it. Which, yeah. in my opinion, in my humble opinion, is the wrong move. If you, if you can just bring that back okay. one more time. Because if the goalkeeper gets across that and palms it away, you want to be there to, to get the rebound set. Yeah. But if she makes that like and gets a touch on it, she's going to go back across the goalkeeper into the bottom left corner, do you know? Yeah, but she was nowhere close. She was at least a foot or two away from it. Um, and it wasn't like your ball had such pace on it that it was hard to judge or something. I suppose you know if, I mean? she was, if she was a second earlier, like she would have made it. Yeah, yeah. But then I think there was other players coming in as well, I see there's another girl at the back. I, there's I two saw more there. Yeah, yeah. Around the six-yard box, like so, she doesn't make. If she doesn't, if the goalkeeper stops or whatever, they're kind of there to to pick it up anyway. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, let's go, go. So you can so st stop the share right on the top. Let me see what's good. <laughs> Damn, yeah, that was that was that was a good breakdown, Darvla. You could be the next uh, yeah. Brian Kerr or or Emma Dunphy. So. You know what I mean?
Damn, yeah. Any other questions on that sheet? No, I, I had four questions and none of them were good. <laughs> but I, I, I am happy to get the opinions of an Irish woman soccer player on the current COVID situation. That's good. So that's, yeah, the conversation really uh, That's really definitely something that's, that's come out of this. Somewhere in the middle there. But man, Derby Byrne has the Wikipedia page. That is just great. Okay, now Okay, now I'm just gonna I'm just gonna share this screen one more time just so we can go over that because I'm after spotting something here. So share. Okay, so now we're we're at the senior. Okay, so she's on the senior national team for the first time in summer 2017 for two friendlies against Iceland and Scotland. How come you didn't you didn't go up after 2017? Because presumably you're a better player now four years later. Yeah. Um I think as Brendan Byrne once said, I think I peaked in 2017. Um Apparently, did you? Well, I don't know. I suppose uh there's different managers and stuff and they, they like different players and then I don't know, maybe maybe someday again in the future. We'll mm. see. Hopefully. 